everyone. Welcome back to A Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things romanticy with Caitlin, Madison, and me, Blake. Um, I'm a contin- uh, continuous? No. Sure. Well, serial. Serial liar. We'll go with that. Oh, um, I like that one. Serial liar. Yeah, there we go. It took me a minute. Um, So, Caitlin is not here. Um, She is still anxiously awaiting the arrival of her niece, who I have to admit, this little girl is already, I said it before, dramatic AF. Okay. Like, is she coming? Is she not? Is she not? Like, you're supposed to come at the end of the month. Now we're on high alert. What's going on? Whatever. Um, But the second reason I'm a serial liar, guys, um, I don't even know if I can, like, adequately, like, hype this intro up. Um, So we are, uh, this is another author spotlight episode, and we are joined... I wish I could do a drum roll. I don't have very good rhythm. Like, bah, 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 like that. No, that was I'm sorry. I tried. Cute, I tried. Not good. Yeah, I tried. Um, we are joined by the one, the only, only James. Um, okay. So you guys, I mean, if you've been listening, uh, you you know, you know, uh, I've we... been going off for like a year. <laughs> for like a year. <laughs> Every, uh, new yeah. group, every new book right. release, I'm a slut for this book. Like, it is every yeah. new one. <laughs> exact wording there, too. Exact wording. This, this is my favorite. Oh, wait. Write another one. Never oh, next one. <laughs> um, so, before I have uh, Armley introduce herself, I want to remind you guys, we curse, we talk about whatever the fuck we want. Um, as far as spoilers go, I don't really think we'll have, like, spoilers per se, really, for for her books. Um, you never know with me. I put um, shit out all the time. I love you know that. what? Frankly, that. if you haven't read the books, what the fuck are you doing? You haven't That's taken right. my advice for the past year, so read the damn books. Or incur Mads' wrath. Oh, that's where I'm at. Bad. That's scary. So, I open the floor. <laughs> okay, well, after that. Um... <laughs> Hi, everybody. I am Only James. I write dirty porn about psychopaths. Yes. Sounds even better. You need that blurb across the top of your website. Perfect. Dirty Perfection. porn about psychopaths. about psychopaths. Oh my God. Can we get a sticker of that? Because yeah. I already have this chop chop fuckery is a foot on my uh, laptop here. On my laptop. That. But like, I feel I, like I like that one. I literally almost cut that line. I'm not going to lie. No! no! What? Oh my God. I but it's God, I almost cut it because I was like, because Ace is such a psychopath anyway. It was like, ha, but like he's the most psycho of the psychopaths. And I was Fair. just like, I don't know. Like, is it too far? That's me with a lot of my, the, the lines people end up loving most. Because I'm like, did that, was that too far? Is that it? Is that <laughs> is this, the line? Did I find the line fine? Mm, I'm like using the line as a jump rope. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, there is no line for me, so I'm gonna read it all. The line, the line does not exist in my world. Like I'm just gonna read it all. Also, the only jump roping I do ever in my life. Dude, life. I tell you what, if you ever find me with a jump rope, like if I'm deceased and there's a jump rope even in the vicinity of my body, just know I was murdered. I that was not me. Jump oh, ropes wow. are brutal. Yeah. Oh my god, are yeah. you kidding me? Especially like the plastic ones that you had in like gym class. I would have like marks yeah. across my shin. And God Dude, forbid yeah. if you piss someone off that was doing the the like the turning for oh, you, god. oh they'll trip you up in a heartbeat. I'm such a bitch. I'm a swim coach, and I make my kids jump rope, like just so I can like oh, kind of just sit there I and laugh. Swimming so much. I was so skinny as a kid because I was swimming Dude, all the time. Story of my life. Story oh. of my life. But I mean, they're so terrible at jump roping, you know, because now all they do is like. <laughs> well, in the pool. Oh. 
so great. I should have them do it in the pool. Be like, this oh my is god, the resistance? resistance. Oh my god, you know, you're gonna have a kid like pop their shoulder. God, out. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Just see what happens. What's wrong, Trevor? <laughs> well, now that we're on topic, <laughs> I love this. Yeah. But okay, real talk, Blake. You had your question that I liked for the first question. This was so good. Okay. About the inspiration. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, 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 guys. I had multiple. I had multiples, and I was like, I don't. Okay. She's building anticipation. No, I just like she wrote it down, so I was gonna let her ask the question. I wasn't gonna like bitch the question and like totally take it. So, uh, she is right. So I'm, I'm really curious because the necessary evil is I live and breathe. Oh my god, I can't. I live and breathe this shit. Um, but I mean, seven psychopath brothers, right? Adopted by, oh God, a hot dad. Oh my God. I can't wait for that. What my was name your- is Thaden. I mean, I just, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was, the- what was the inspiration kind of behind the necessary evil series? Well, okay. So this is such a, like a kind of long story, but, um, when and I think I just told this story somewhere, uh, but when I originally wrote um, Captivate, oh, it was in the behind the scenes on Captivating. Like when I originally wrote the second book of my Elite series, Shep Forever, um, <laughs> I had originally put um, Elijah and Calder together, and it was not working at all. Oh. Like so, the first like three chapters, I was sending out to my alpha readers, which this was my second book. So at the time, that was KM Newhold. Um, Lynn Van Dorn and um, Monica. Uh, I don't know if she wants me to say her name or not, but anyway, she goes by ML. <laughs> ML Quackenbush on uh, Facebook. But they were my operators. So, like, I was sending chapters and, and in intoxicating, they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yes, it's awesome. But as I was sending chapters for the second book, they were kind of like, mm, it's good. It's okay. There was a tone I, shift there. It's good. Yeah. I, I just like, don't know. <laughs> but here's the thing I didn't really want to write that. I didn't want to write that book. I wanted to write about a psychopath or sociopath falling in love and what that looks like because I'm a psych nurse and I don't know. I like playing with like those issues. I'm mm-hmm. also crazy. So oh, same. mental health issues are kind of like my issues. So like, I was like, I kind of want to play with this. And they were like, just do it. If it sucks, we'll tell you. And I was like, okay. And so I was going along and they were like, this is amazing. This is great. This is so good. And then I got to the ending and I was like, well, here's what I'm going to do. And I'm like, and can I say what I was going to do? Oh, hell like, oh, yes. Okay. So um, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, Chef is going to give him this dude's heart in a cooler. And they were like, whoa. Dude, yeah. No. Blake hasn't read this one yet. Blake hasn't read this one yet, but it is my favorite one. Like, I would fucking get a tattoo of Captivating on my body. Literally, I remember Kylene saying to me, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> You're going to brand yourself as a dark romance author right out the gate. And that's all you'll ever be able to write. And I was like, I don't think so. I'm like, no, I, th- I think, I think I can make it funny. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I think my we talk can is laugh. great at thinking I can make anything funny. Um, <laughs> I, love so that. I was like, I'm just going to write it. And if you guys hate it, you know, you can tell me, but I really think this is the way to go. Um, so I put it out there and Kylie actually sent me a message and she was like, I take back everything I said. She's like, it's perfect. And I was like, okay, good. Because this is what I really want to write. So I wrote it. Everything went fine. People were like obsessed with it, which 
I was I was surprised. I was relieved, but I was also really kind of like, oh, because <laughs> people were really into it. And I was like, okay, noted. Um, and then I wrote the next two books in the series that I had already kind of like loosely planned. I don't mm-hmm. plan anything. I just kind of have like ideas. Um, and then I kind of got sidetracked with um, the spinoff for Webster Story because I was like, <laughs> I get these like fucking like in these like moods where I'm like, I want to do something on prison reform. I remember that Facebook post. You were like, yeah. I hope you all like prison romance because I'm going to do it anyway. And I was like, yeah. like. <laughs> like. So it's like, I want to do something about like, you know, for profit prisons. Like I have like, I'm, as you can guess, I'm like super progressive and I'm always like, you know, trying to bring these sort of themes into my books because it's like, I don't want to be preachy, but I also want people to be aware of what's going on. Oh yeah, so, that's like, super important. Books, at the end of all my books, you'll see like, you know, things for, like, missing and murdered indigenous women, like, mm-hmm. how to find out more information, yada, yada, yada. So, anyway, once I got past that, um, I got non-COVID, I guess you would call it, like, at the beginning of 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for two months, I could barely sit up. Like, oh I was dizzy oh, all the time. That fucking sucks. Yeah, and it was right when Dangerous Breed was supposed to be released, and I could barely finish it. I couldn't finish it. Um, so, I had to delay it for a month. But in the meantime, I was still writing young adult books. So um, nine pre-orders for my young adult book got canceled by Amazon. And they were like, yeah, you're benched. No pre-orders for you. Um, so I was like, okay, well, my career's over. Fuck me, I guess. Because um, <laughs> I'm a Virgo. And it's basically like, you got an A or you failed. Period. Um, that's just how I roll. Um, so I was like really depressed. But I finished uh, Dangerous Breed. I put it out. Um, it did okay. And then I got the idea for Domesticated Beast where I was like, I was obsessed with the show Tiny Pretty Things, which is like the ballet dance. Yes, show that was creepy. Netflix. That was good. Yeah. So the guy who played um, the blonde uh, gay ballet dancer, oh, whose yeah. name escapes me now. Yeah. He was my inspo for Bowie. Um, and I absolutely was just obsessed with him. And I was obsessed with the guy who played Re- uh, Rio in... Um, good girls oh Oh, my god so i was like what would happen if i put them together and that story came together in 28 days i wrote that entire book in 28 days damn i was obsessed i was just like i was on a mission and i loved that book so much and it it came out and everybody really liked it it was probably the best series the best one out of that series um well frankly i like them all you know review (laughs) Um, so then then I kind of pulled my group and I was like, okay, well, I'm done with this series. I don't know what I want to do next. What do you guys want me to write? And they were like, we want you to write psychopaths. And I was like, all right, do you have more information for me or just <laughs> any old psychopaths will do? Um, and I was also writing with me at the time. So we had just come off of writing an assassin series. Um, oh, yeah, Wages, the Wages of, Sin. of Sin series. Yeah. Um, so I was already kind of in that dark, mm-hmm. you know, mentality. We had, before, um, Sorry, I know this is a really long way. Oh, to no. One fucking Real quick, but... you never have to apologize for long-winded answers, tangents, deep dives, anything. It's yeah. what I live for. That's all we do. Okay. Yeah. So before uh, Nev and I started writing together, I literally like slid into her inbox like a creeper. And I was like, hey, I saw one small blurb of your writing. And I think you'd be great to write together. Do you want to write a book with me? And she was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Thanks, mate. <laughs> And she was like, so then, so I, uh, so then one day out of the blue, she's like, slinks into my inbox and she's like, hey, 
so remember when you asked me if I wanted to write a book with you? And I was like, uh-huh. And she's like, well, I said no, but only because I don't, I don't play well with others. I'm not sure. I'm super insecure. I'm super neurotic. And I'm like, me too. I'm like, why don't we write the first book? And if it sucks, we will never tell anybody we wrote it. And she's like, perfect. Smart. This book flew out of us. But first I sent her, a, I was, she's like, well, you, what do you want to write? Because she writes college romance and I write murder. And I was like, okay, well, I have this board on my Pinterest. I'm like, it doesn't really have like a story. It just says assassin. I was like, I'm going to send you the board. And I sent her the board. And she's like, yes, this. I don't know what it is, but we're doing it. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and that's literally how the series was born. We were just like, assassins. Like, what? how do we do this? You know, <laughs> And the irony is she writes college romance, but I'm the one who wrote Jonah. And she, or I'm the no one who wrote way! Catherine. The one who wrote Jonah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it was hilarious. So we flew through that series um, together, uh, kind of pushing each other. And we're both great writing together because she's a very micro person. Like she'll be like, I want to do this scene. Like the massage parlor scene. I don't know if you guys have read the book. Oh my God, There's you like, know I have. Okay. Well, she's like, I have this idea of him like like spanking Cass in a massage parlor. And I was like, this is a book about assassins. Why is he in a massage parlor? Why is he spanking him? How is this going to happen? She's like, I don't know. But I don't know, what. but this is the scene <laughs> we need to write. I love so that. What happens so I like so she tells me all the scenes she wants and then I have to like find a way to put it into a cohesive story so like she's the micro and I'm the macro like, like so it. together we like work perfectly so I just come off of that that with um Nev and I saw one I'm obsessed with Dexter like so <gasps> I I have probably watched the entire series a hundred times same and um I was like I really love the idea of like you know, somebody who kills for a good reason, even though they're like really brutal about it. Mm -hmm. So like that aspect was already there, but I kind of wanted to do like something, I hate saying big picture, but like cinematic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm really into like Quentin Tarantino movies and I like, I didn't want to go superhero, but I like, I wanted it to be like bloody, but funny, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and you know, above all, I wanted to do like an action movie, but gay. Um, So, so I was like, the Umbrella Academy was a big thing. And I oh. hadn't watched the Umbrella Academy, but I was like, I got the basic concept of it. Um, so it it was originally called The Nobodies because I was going to make them sort of like invisible to the world. Like oh. they, you know, they kind of like move mm-hmm. in and out. And that's still kind of, there's still kind of an idea I'm floating around with that later. But eventually I was like, well, what if they were just hiding in plain sight, Batman style, you know? Like, like yeah. what if they were like so rich, they were untouchable? And and so that's kind of how how that came about. Um, and I was like, I wanted to do seven books because I'm like obsessed with the number seven. And then Molly, my cover designer, um, was like, let's just do it like loosely based on the seven deadly sins. Um, and she's like, I'll I'll put it in the in the covers, but mm-hmm. I won't I won't make it super obvious. That way you don't feel bound to like the theme right to the the theme. And I was like, okay. So then she sent me the cover of Unhinged. And I hadn't even started the book yet. And I was like, oh my God, it's perfect. I was like, it's perfect. And I remember I sent it to Nev and she was like, this is going to be your breakout series. It's like, this is the one. This is the one that's going to kill it. And I was like, I haven't even written the book yet. <laughs> I was like, you're being a little I dramatic, don't I have like, an intro yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't even have like the first chapter written. Um, but then I did write the first chapter and it was like, I don't know, Noah and, 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 um, Adam on the page were just like 
amazing. They're like the first chapter was like explosive, and I was just like, yes, okay. I was like, okay, I yeah, I see this, but I had no notes. I did not know going in what any of their names be. I didn't know what their characters like were like. I wrote August as I was writing him, like as like as it was just coming onto the page, and I just kind of let them be who they were like because my thought process was everybody looks like something to somebody else Mm -hmm. without them actually being that person so like you know the way you perceive somebody versus the way they they are inside is completely different so even if like everybody sees august as being like completely fucking unhinged which he is but like if they see him as also being like like completely detached like you know, that might not necessarily be the case because he's autistic and he has all these other issues. So like the way we see people who are neurodivergent doesn't necessarily mean that's how they are on the inside. Mm -hmm. I know I'm neurodivergent. Um, (laughs) So I, I wanted to just kind of keep it really super organic, which kind of bit me in the ass when I got to Asa. Um, (laughs) And I'll explain that in a minute. But yeah, so like once it came together, um, I was like, yeah, okay, this is going to be amazing. And I was like, I, and I had no pre-order status because I couldn't pre-order. So I was like, I'm just going to put it out and whatever happens, happens. So I finished the book. It got, we got it all put together. And um, I went to hit publish and everybody was waiting for it for the next day. That's when it was supposed to publish. And Amazon didn't publish it. It just sat there in processing. And instead of, being available at midnight that night it started it went live in the u.s at noon holy shit yeah um i'm gonna add that to my list of amazon sins yeah it was i was heartbroken i was literally sobbing i was telling my daughter who's 24 i was like this is it it's ruined everything's ruined like i can't believe i thought this was gonna work like i'm such a drama queen i was like this is it i'm like throwing myself on my fainting couch just being like ah everything's a mess it's a disaster um and then i woke up the next day and it was like doing really well and i was like all right cool like (laughs) you know like okay okay i totally knew this was gonna happen (laughs) yeah i was like okay you know 24 hour roller coaster of emotions there where you're like oh Oh. with every release I'm just like stare at a wall for like a week and don't do anything um but uh so yes yeah, so I started to write um Psycho and I I remember getting like I started seeing like my income kind of like going up and people hate it because I talk numbers all the time but like oh no all about that it. yeah transparency I think that's okay. brilliant okay so um I was making barely $2,000 a month. Um, and I quit my job as an RN in 2020. In March of 2020, I just like, I did a spell and I woke up the next morning and I was like completely con- convicted that I had to con- just quit my job, live off my mm-hmm. 401k, and that was it. Um, except COVID hit two days later and my 401k went from 50000 to $23,000 overnight. Oh my gosh. After yes. I had already supplied my paperwork. So there was no changing my mind. It was already changed. It was already happening. Um, so then I had to feed myself, my 24-year-old daughter, her two significant others. Um, and they all worked, but I was yeah. the primary breadwinner. So we were all like str- on the struggle bus for sure. And it was a pandemic. Yeah. Um, so by the time 2021 uh, came around, you know, we were all like <laughs> hanging on, clinging by, by our nails. 
Um, so I was making like $2,000 a month. And then all of a sudden the following month I was making $10,000 a month. And I was like, holy shit. Awesome. Like this is what everybody's been waiting for. Like $10,000 a month. Oh my God. Um, I can eat. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, holy shit. I could actually like put some advertising into my books or, or you know, something. Yeah. Um, and so then um, I was writing Psycho and somebody sent me a message and they were like, Hey, um, this girl talked about you on TikTok. And I was like, Oh, that's nice. <laughs> cool. <Okay>. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And then I went and I saw it was this girl named Virgo reader and she had like, yeah, I, know she had, like, I don't know. At the time, she had like 49,000 followers and I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Okay. And then like all of these people were like commenting and I was just like, Oh my God. Um, and then like three days later, another big name TikToker, was like talking about my books and saying how amazing they were. And I was just like, what is happening right now? And then it just kept happening again and again mm-hmm. and again. And then like, then it kind of spilled over into Instagram. And, you know, I always had my, like my little core, you know, that like I have my core Instagrammer people that I just love my bookstagrammers that have been with me from the very, very beginning that like, you know, but then like all of these like really bigger name, like Instagrammers started talking about my book and tagging me and stuff like that. And then, like, by the time, like, Moonstruck came out, I was making, like, $24,000 a month. Fuck yes, boss bitch. Yeah, and I was just like, what the fuck is happening? But then all of a sudden, like, I was selling merch. I was selling, um, my Patreon was, like, blowing up. And I was just like, this is fucking crazy. And then my daughter reminded me, she's like, you wrote a check to yourself for a million dollars in 2020 when you quit your job and you were like, I give myself five years to cash this. And I did. And I put it under my desk water and I was just like, it's going to happen. Boom. Which is why I was so sure that Unhinged was going to be it. It was going to be my breakout series. And then everything went wrong. And I was like, Oh yes, I was wrong. But you know, <laughs> so then, like, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And like, and then like last month I made $50,000 in one month. And I that's so it. fucking great we love that for you I oh, love it. I, now don't get it twisted like this month i'll be lucky <laughs> and this is so fucking bullshit but i was like oh fifty thousand dollars and then i look at this month and i'm like fourteen thousand dollars yeah still good still okay still, you're still it'll even out it'll even out you're valid it's fine so many other people don't be that bitch <laughs> you know? so it's like it comes and goes like on release months, it's epic. And then like on non-release months, you know, I'm like the little engine that could, I'm just like, yeah, you still have a Patreon. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, like it's so, so it just came at like, I don't know the right time. Like, I don't know if you want to call it fate or just kismet or like, like just, you know, the universe or whatever, but it just like, it all kind of just came together like when it was supposed to. And so, like, in less than a year, like, my life has completely changed. I moved to North Carolina. I live in this, like, really nice house. I have two cars, you know, like, like stuff that, like, seemed impossible. And I was an RN. Like, I was not broke. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but I'm set to make more than most of the doctors I worked for, you know? like God, so you that, should just send them a big, like, fucking middle finger and be like, fuck you. Oh, believe me. Mm-hmm. My, not the doctors. All the doctors I worked with was amazing. But my fucking boss. Oh. My the, yeah the the boss I used to work for oh just one of those guys you know that was always like hey I'm on your side while he's like stabbing you in the back oh you know what yeah. you should do yeah. at the very least <laughs> fucking glitter bomb that bitch and make, oh, make a note I love a good a glitter note. bomb 
Make a note that it has to be open in the office. Try to get that shit out of your keyboard, bitch. There you go. Shit. Oh, I should. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't want to say that. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just saying. Honestly, like, oh. we think of really terrible things. So, like, I don't know how much you want to hang out with us, but we're totally going to do it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm always down for terrible. Um, But, yeah, so, like, so, like, everything has changed, but I still remember when I was writing Psycho, um, I... I reached out to Monica because she's really my only alpha reader now because she's honest with me. Um, and, you know, the others are super busy. Uh, but I was like, so I think Aiden might have a thing for Thomas. Thaden! <gasps> Thaden! I wanted to talk about Thaden, like, just a little bit because I know it's not out, but, like, I need just, like, like something to, t like, wet my mouth here. And I remember Monica was like, I'm listening. <laughs> she's like, okay. I was like, is it too far? I was like, because so far, I've been really lucky because I've made everything like, you know, somehow I've made psychopaths and murder and stuff mainstream. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't I'm, I haven't been pushed into like that little tiny dark romance corner, you know, where it's like people either love, you know, the non-con or they don't, you know, mm -hmm. like I've somehow kind of ridden that line of like, not too far. <laughs> the jump rope's you know, still going. Dark. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you never know. You never know which way I'm going to go. Um, <laughs> but I remember being like, do you think that's going to be the line? Like, do you think that's the line? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, I would have to see it play out. She's like, if you raised him from the time he was like a baby, that would be a little like mm, weird for like probably your mainstream readers. But like most of us don't really. We're in. <laughs> most yeah. of us um, are supporting this. Yeah. So, uh, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to keep writing it as it comes to me, and then we'll just see what happens. And I just, I don't know, like, the more the two of them talk to each other but are never in the same room, like, just the, the juicier it gets. It drives me wild. It drives Dude. me wild. Like, I love it, but it drives me wild. When the other, like, brothers started to pick up on it and then openly discuss it, those scenes, I was like, oh my god. this Because, like, watching, like, them try to process it and be like, huh, huh. Hmm. Yeah. So oh, I love like, it. my friend Shan and I are my friend Shan and I are part of your Patreon. And like every time an episode or like a new chapter drops, we are immediately chatting. We're reading this together. We're like living it. And like we are always sharing our theories about Thaden because like, you know, we have a million. We're here for whatever you write, but we have a million. And um Dude, we I just cannot wait. She literally like because we can't decide. She's all about like oh my God, Thomas could totally be a sub and it'd be out of the corner and no one would know. But then I'm all like, but like, Ooh. I just need more daddy. Like I just want it all. I see. I see. I always picked up the opposite because like with Aiden's like scruffy, you know, like he's like the mountain guy kind of is what we're seeing. I don't know. That'd be a pretty interesting twist I'm just for him here to be for everything Thaden because literally every time yeah. there's a scene, I'm screenshotting. I'm like, Shannon, look at this. Oh, I had to turn off the comments. I don't know if you guys are in my reader group on Facebook. Oh, believe me, I'm in every damn group there is. <laughs> because, like, the other day somebody was like, oh, you know, thinking about Thomas and Aiden and, like, who's topping and who's bottoming. And I was just like, I was like it's like you bitches have never heard of verse. Verse like, is because, so real. Because they were like, they were just like, oh, well, I'm going to be really upset if Thomas is, you know, bottoming. And I'm going to be really upset if Aiden's bottoming. And, like, wow, come and on. I just want everyone to fuck. That's the only thing. I just want them to fuck. I don't want much. Just I don't give a fucking. shit how it happens. Give me the fucking. 
Somebody, somebody was like, oh, don't you worry about like people thinking you're fetishizing gay men. I was like, you should see how I talk about lesbians. I was like, you should see how I talk about straight people. I'm like, I'm I'm not a fetishist. I'm a whore. Like, <laughs> oh, I love that. Damn it. <laughs> yes. I live by. I'm not a fetishist. I'm a whore. I love that. I people have sex. I don't even care. I like, fucking I love that. Like, I don't care how you identify. But if it's romantic, it's going to be better. We for promote me, okay? sex. Like, I used to work in the porn industry, like for years. Like I, God, I'm, you are my icon. You Holy seriously, shit. you're too cool. I want to do that. You're too cool for us, man. What are we doing? It's how, it's how I put myself through through nursing school. As I worked, um, it started out. I worked in the fraud department of a uh, porn company. So, like, oh. my job would literally be. Stories. Yeah. So, um, this is. God, I was a nurse for fourteen years, so I would say like early two thousands. Um, so it was like when chat hosting was just getting started. So yeah, like, you know, uh, uh-huh, the guys would see the, the girls on camera or whatever, and then they would chat like by texting each other. Um, and then the girls could talk, but the guys would be like, mm-hmm. they would mostly be chatting on text. Um, so my job was to go through the chat um, just, and it would come through just like, you know, like as an actual like test conversation. Mm-hmm. And I would have to take their personal information like if he said his name was michael if he said he was 25 years old if he said i have three kids and their names are betty sally and sam or whatever i would have to put that in a box um and because what happens is inevitably they run up fifteen thousand dollars worth of charges to this girl and then Uh the call wasn't me and i'm like okay michael if it's not you um then you wouldn't mind if (laughs) we contacted your wife um blah 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 this job oh my god that's amazing i never really thought about that that they would do that like you would run into that oh my god that's fucking genius wow men spent so much money that i had what they call the high rollers list so men who spent over one hundred fifty thousand dollars on the site every year um so part of the job was when they would first sign up um their they would ping their ip address you know so Mm -hmm. it would tell us where they're located um, but it would also ping where their credit card says they're located. Oh, so we smart. would have to match IP addresses because a lot of times, um, and I hate to single out Romania, but it was Romania. Um, they would basically get fraudulent credit card information and then they would mm-hmm. have like a whole stable of girls that they would run up fraudulent credit card charges on. And then those girls would get paid. And of course, because these guys are fucking scumbags, those girls wouldn't get paid. They wouldn't you know? get paid. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, so awful. Uh, yeah, so like we would kill those accounts immediately if like we saw that their mm-hmm. IP addresses didn't. Work. And sometimes like you know it's like some guy on a business trip in North Dakota or whatever, and you know he's just away from the wife. Like so those things you had that was like part of the job. You had to kind of be like an wow. internet detective. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, like some cool. sleuth skills. But then eventually, I got tired of that job, and I went and started. Um, I actually quit my job in a very spectacularly graphic letter um to which they were like hey um do you want to work for us in a different capacity (laughs) and so then i started writing ad copy um for a different website (laughs) um where i was like uh basically giving you know you know you know hot horny girls here for you kind of like stuff oh yeah okay okay (laughs) so yeah that's kind of like and for a while i was a phone sex operator uh uh, but for a while, I was also a telephone psychic. So I. Oh, okay, like, okay. Damn, you have lived. Live, you have lived so many lives. This is amazing. Oh my God. Well, when people 
ask like they're like how do you write such and such so realistically and I'm like uh because I did it it totally (laughs) happened because I did it like it totally happened I sold palm trees to celebrities um yeah oh my god five six seven thousand dollar a piece palm trees I I have met vanilla ice I've met Gloria Estefan I've met uh like yeah this is the greatest shit I've ever heard this is seriously blowing my mind well, when you think about people buying palm trees, you never think of celebrities wanting to tag their own trees, but they do. They want to pick their own fucking palm trees. And it is such a strange, little, weird course. Honestly, though, new life goal. Uh, add it to my list there. I want to be to the wealth that I can go pick my own damn palm tree. And the the celebrities were, were fine because they would always work with like a landscape architect or whatever. Yeah. Like, so they would come and they'd be like, hello, you know. And they were like, kissy kissy, like, here's his autograph if you want it. You know, but the ones that were the worst were the ones who had money, but no celebrity. Oh, God, yeah. So we had this lady who used to call all the time. And I, for the life of me, cannot remember her name, but I can remember that her husband invented the Mr. Coffee Coffee Maker. um, Because she told me every time she called. Um, I am Mrs. Mr. Coffee, okay? Like, show me some respect. <laughs> I don't know, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, how in Mean Girls, she's like, my father invented toaster strudel. <laughs> Except back then, Mean Girls didn't exist, because this is, like, in the 90s. Um, but, yeah, she used to call all the time and try to get free shit. Uh, and then one time, um, I'm totally calling this guy out, too, because I don't know who the fuck he is, and I don't care. But uh, <laughs> Um, we used to have a front entrance, right, for, for all the clients, but then we'd have a back entrance for all the, the truck drivers and stuff mm-hmm. that would come and drop off trees. So one day this guy comes in and he's, you know, dressed real, real shabby. Like, like most of the truck drivers, you know, he's wearing like a t-shirt that's kind of stained and he's got his hat on backwards and he's scruffy. And I am 16 years old. My mother was the vice president of the company. So I've been working there literally since I was 12 years old. So I'm the front office girl and I'm sitting there and, <laughs> and he walks in. And I'm like, the truck driver entrance is in the back because I'm a bitch and I'm just being a bitch. Um, and he's like, do you not know who I am? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> who are you? I don't fucking care. And he's like, uh, Dante Bichette of the Colorado Rockies. I was like, who are the Colorado Rockies? Oh my God. You eviscerated this man's ego, bro. <laughs> Here comes my boss. <gasps> Burst into the door. Dante, bro, what's up, man? And, I, and he's like giving me the look, you know? Like, like, that's how you notice me. Yeah, and I'm just like, what? Like, because I'm 16 and I don't give a shit. One well, time. Aren't the Rockies sorry, a, I'm, a, I'm a baseball fighting. team? Yes. Yes, apparently they are. Okay, I I'm didn't sorry. Even know. Apparently they're a major league ball team. I was going to say, I even like somewhat follow like the Cincinnati Reds since I'm from there. And I, I couldn't even recognize most of their players, let alone a random player from another team. Like, yeah. man, come on. Like, what? It was bad. <laughs> but like, yeah, so, but my boss was a jerk. And, you know, I say that with the most disrespect possible. Uh, he, was, he was a monster. Like, the kind who, like, made you cry and then, like, threw all your work in the garbage, like, kind of monster. Oh, yeah, no. I quit that job at least ten times. At least ten times. But because my mother was a vice president, I kept coming back. But also because I got paid really well. At 16 years old, I was making $500 a week. I had three weeks of paid vacation every single year. Fully paid for benefits. Because I graduated high school at 16. So, like, I had a full-time job. Yeah, I had a full-time job that was, like, every person's wet dream. And we're talking in the 90s. 
Like, yeah, so that's cash, man. Getting pretty. Um, but I also worked at a strip club as a bartender when I turned like 19 or 20 because you can bar back, you know. Oh, yeah. And then when I was 21, I, yeah, then I was 21, I became a bartender for a while. But uh, I. I remember George was really mad one day because we had this client that refused to pay and all of our stuff was cash on delivery, you know? So like, mm-hmm. if you wanted your trees off the truck, you had to pay. Yeah. Um, so he had this one guy who gave him a sob story and he let it go and he let it go and he let it go and he let it go. And finally he was just like, I don't care what you have to do. He's like, get this guy to pay us. And I was like, you don't care what I have to do or how I say it. <laughs> you want to re- like, like, reevaluate that, and man. He's like, and he's like, no, just do it. And I was like, okay. So I wrote an uh, email and I was like, dear so-and-so. I, I can't even remember his name now. Who cares? But you know, I was like, since it seems that you're incapable of paying your bills on time, um, from now on, we will no longer be offering you terms, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, um, please remit payment, yada, yada, yada. Or, you know, unfortunately, we'll have to take further action, blah, blah, blah. And I signed it, my boss. <laughs> not me and so i emailed it but i faxed it as well Ooh. immediately the phone rings right and i'm like i don't know thank you for coming blah 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 and he's like give me george right now and i was like okay and i put him on hold and i was like george um he wants to talk to me and george is like good and he picks up the phone and then he just gets this earful and he's like uh well i said what i said and I want some money and blah, blah, blah. And so then he, like, he hung up and he goes, he's bringing me a check. And he goes, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> and I sent him the message and he goes, well, first, good job. But second of all, I need to see everything you sent before you sent it going forward. <laughs> and I was like, hey. He I said do whatever, you yeah. I was like, did you or did you not get your money, sir? I feel like you should have gotten a, a, like, straight-up commission from that one, at least, out of that pay. Well, what's funny is, when I first got the job, it was because this, um, the previous secretary had quit on a post-it note. Uh, (laughs) Creative, okay. I was was literally a telemarketer in the back, and I'd be like, hi, I'm 12, do you want to buy trees? And they'd be like, oh, she's so cute, sure. Like, and, you know, so that's how they used me at 12 years old, so that I could afford Love it. Um. And so then when I was like 15 or 16, it must have been when I was 16 because I, I had just graduated. Um, yeah, he walked in one day and he's like, where the fuck's Vicky? And uh, everybody's like, I don't know, where's Vicky? And then he sits down at his desk and on the world's smallest post-it note, it just says, fuck you, I quit. All right, Vicky, go on. I want to do that. That's so right. Cool. So we all kind of just sat around for a minute like, huh, okay, so I guess. Vicky doesn't work there anymore. Vicky's gone. Yeah, and he looked at me and he goes, you, you're my new secretary. And I was like, I don't, I don't know how to do anything. Like, I don't know how to use Word. I don't know how to use anything. And he goes, well, figure it out or you're fired. Boom. And he just walked out. Wow. So I figured it out. Um, And somehow I became like the best secretary he ever had. Like, I don't know if it was just like, because I was too stupid to be afraid. Like, I was just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. And and I would say, like, George, the airline says they can't do blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, that's unacceptable. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> they can't do it. And he's like, tell them that's unacceptable. And I was like, okay, click. My boss says that's unacceptable. And then shit would just happen. Yep. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? 
fuck? Is this some sort of like weird secret passcode like to unlocking the universe? I was like, what? So like I just started saying that's unacceptable to everybody. Somebody says no, but that's was, unacceptable. But at the time I was only making like, I don't know, something ridiculous. Like for for 15 or 16 years old, it was amazing. It was like $250 a week. And so one day I just said to my mom, I was like, if I'm the best secretary he's ever had, which he said verbatim, why am I making half of what the last shitty secretary was making? And my mom was like, that's a good question. Why don't you ask him? Let's bring that up. And I was just yeah. like, I was like, well, you're the, you're the, you're the money. Can't you ask him? You're the vice president of the company. And she's like, if you're old enough to ask you to, to want to raise and you're old enough to ask for it. Damn. Like, and I remember walking up and I was like, George, can I talk to you for a minute? And he's like, yeah, sure, kid. What's up? It's <laughs> like, um, you said that I was like the best secretary you've ever had in the last secretary. She had like five hundred dollars, and I don't understand why I'm only making two hundred fifty dollars. I'm the best secretary you've ever had. And I remember he looked at me and he smiled. And he's like, "That's a good point, kid." He's like, "Tell your mom that you're making what she made." And then he walked off, and I was just like, <gasps> <gasps> literally just dry heaving in the front yard. I was just like, "Oh my god!" But yeah, so that's how I got my first my first raise, and. After that, like any job I had seemed easy. Like it yeah. was just easy because once you've worked for a guy who's like, don't start that female shit with me, stop crying, and like throws your work in the garbage, you're just like, every boss seems like a fucking wet dream. You're just like, this guy's amazing. Yeah, I know what that feels like. like. <laughs> you know? That's great. Uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, know like, that so, feeling. Yeah, so it's like, it was just kind of like a trial by fire thing. Like it was. And all of that stuff has just made it so that, like, I've I've done everything. I've sold computers, eyeglasses. I've worked in restaurants. I've, like, I've done literally everything. And then I became a nurse. My mom got cancer, and they were, like, you know, and she, her meds cost, like, $6,000 a month. Jesus Christ. And, yeah, and at the time, I think I was working at, like, Jenny Craig. Um, and I was, like, I need a better-paying job. Yeah. Uh, and so I was, like, fuck it I literally just walked into this place and I was like uh I need a career that pays money and at first they were like surgical nursing and or not surgical nursing but surgical tech and I was like yeah I need a different job (laughs) and they were like well we just started this new RN program and I was like that sounds really gross but okay I'll do it (laughs) and and it was awful and but in that same time my friend uh Adam was like hey I work for this company that's a porn company and I make $14 an hour and basically we just sit around all night reading porn and you know like shooting people's IP addresses down and I was like oh yeah please let's do it yeah I want that job so bad that sounds right I was the only girl oh wow I was the only girl I was the only one over the age of 22 um I was 28 I think I was 28 at the time I had a kid I was a single mom um and I would just walk in there at night and it would just be a sea of teenage boys in their pajamas. And I would sit down at my desk and then they would start sending me these little tiny URL codes for the most disgusting shit you've ever seen. Two girls, one, tu- one cup, tub girl, anything they could to try to gross me out. Prolapsed colons, prolapsed vaginas, like anything wow. they could think of. And finally one day I was like, you guys realize I'm in fucking nursing school, right? You yeah. get that, right? Like, do you realize that I've seen everything you're sending me up close and personal, like in my face? Like I've seen it all. Like I've had people shit on me, like on me, <laughs> like, please, like you're not 
you're not doing what you think you're doing. Yeah. And after that, they're like, and they just like, all of a sudden I was just sort of like one of them. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It was like a hazing ritual or what, but I was just like, you can't freak me out. You just can't. Yeah. Like, your, your level's up here. They were playing down here. Yeah. I was just like, not possible, bro. Like I can fucking clean up a fucking rectal bleed and then go eat spaghetti. I'm good. Mommy. Like, don't even. I love that. So, so you just took those experiences and like write books about them. Yeah. Well, well, once I got, once I got my nursing degree, I became a psych nurse. Wow, um, yeah. Well, first I did clinical research and then I became a psych nurse, but I was a psych nurse in a residential treatment facility for children. Oh, so we took children ages five to 17. Ooh. And when I was there, it became very clear that like, there's no five-year-old with a mental health issue. These are children with severe chronic PTSD, usually from the parents that we end up giving them back to. Um, So, so that like warped me in a way that like, Mm -hmm. I'm still to this day trying to write my way out of. Um, So like all the backstories you see, like Noah's backstory is very much a real person's backstory. Like that is very much somebody I experienced. Um, Like uh, actually Adam's backstory being, being, was tied to a radiator like that is something mm-hmm. that actually happened oh my like God. the stuff that i that i experienced there that watching these children experience was like i said some of the most horrific traumatic shit ever so like when i'm writing that stuff i i'm kind of purging like giving mm-hmm. them the happy ever after like that yeah these kids almost guaranteed did not have um so like it's just a way of kind of like i don't know therapizing myself um it's also but, like it's a it's a respect and an honor that you you remembered those stories and like you said you're giving them the happy ending that they deserved and the strength to yeah. overcome and really like kind of face what they went through. Well, also I see portrayals of people with mental illness or people with PTSD, and they're always wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like like people aren't their mental illness. Like I have bipolar disorder, I have autism, I have ADHD. Like I but I'm a person and I have like, there's varying degrees of autism. There's varying degrees of ADHD. There's varying severities of bipolar disorder. I'm not a rapid cycler. There are rapid cycling bipolars. Those are the ones you always see portrayed in the media. Mm -hmm. High highs, low lows. Like that makes for good drama, but that's not necessarily the average person's story. So like when you see people getting it wrong over and over and over again, you're kind of like, well, maybe I can offer a slightly different perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's kind of what I, I wanted to do I wanted to be like you know you can have a mental illness and and still have a fulfilling life and falling in love doesn't fix you falling in love does not make you better falling mm-hmm. in love does not make you necessarily worse like it's something that can happen to you while you're also going through the worst shit in your life yep um it's why therapy is like really important to my books like I'm always like talk to your therapist do this like because I hate there's there's a phrase that I hear all the time and it's nobody can love you until you love yourself it's absolute fucking bullshit it's absolute fucking bullshit um re retweet retweet speaks to my anxiety order times 500 same fucking same it makes you sound like you're a burden because you have like self-esteem issues you know like oh well if you could just get your life together like oh somebody might find you appealing and it just reminds me of those podcasts where men are talking about like high value women and like you know what I mean like those fucking douchebags like you know that kind of bullshit so like whenever I hear it it just grinds like my teeth and I'm just like 
stop fucking telling people that stop fucking that's on the level of that's on the level of like when people like find out you deal with anxiety right and like their go-to is well what do you have to be worried about just don't worry just like calm down i swear to god i've never been closer i'm close to murder quite often but like never been closer to murder than like certain people have said that to me when i'm like literally like in the middle of an anxiety attack and i'm like you know, sometimes like, I look like at my little with- bottle of pills and I'm like, just calm me down. Yeah. I don't think it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please. I tell people all the time, I take five medications to be a human being. Oh, yeah. Five. To not be in prison. I'm like, with you. Don't test me. Yep. Don't test me. Like, like, I, like, the amount of time, and somebody said to me, they're like, oh, you know, some, some very concerned reader said to me in, a, in the post that I wrote today, um, I'm really worried about your mental health. Like, I'm worried that you're not taking care of your depression. And I was like, listen, honey, I was like, I appreciate that. But I have been mentally ill since I was 12 years old. I was like, I have been through 30 plus years of intensive therapy to make me just less traumatized enough to still be funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I take a lot of medications just to be one, one functioning human. Like, so, like, I appreciate it. Cute, I was like, but, but this is it. This is peak performance for me (laughs) this is as good as it's ever gonna get i feel like people but but we're yeah we're functioning we're dealing i I feel like people really a lot of times they have i i like to this is mads is gonna be like what i sometimes like to give people the benefit of the doubt where like obviously i'm sorry wait when do we do that (laughs) i don't like what time (laughs) so obviously that listener like you said like they love you. They're concerned and they were checking in, but it's like you said, you're like, I'm like, trust me. And like yeah. people do it for mental health. Like I have uh lupus and like Mads, I was telling her, I, I should have, like, I meant to warn you. I'm, I have hives right now. You can kind of see them. And mm-hmm. I was like, earlier today, I was like, I'm literally going to be like, so tell us about your writing style. And I was, and she was like, no, nah, it's fine. Nobody can notice. I, was like, but, like, I don't I'm think like, she gives a shit, <laughs> but like, I have arthritis and, yeah. like, and so, like, I'm always in pain. And I yep. always get these people being like, have you, have you tried yoga? Thank you. That's no, that's exactly what I, okay. So I like, when I get these, um, like I had, I was talking to like a coworker and I was like, look, uh, cause I oftentimes, if I don't have like steroids, like a, pres- like an active prescription, I do Benadryl, right? I don't know about yeah. you, but Benadryl I knocks me out. on my ass. Yeah. Oh, I am yeah. floating. I'm floating on a cloud of sleepiness, bro. And I'm like, I shouldn't. Do not use to sedate children. Yeah. Have you notice it says that? <laughs> fun like, well, fact, though. Uh, fun fact: my grandmother definitely did. I'm just, I'm just throwing oh, out there. Kids, been a drill, bro. 100%. Oh yeah. My mom used Nyquil. My mom oh, would not fuck. Use fuck wait, out okay, Nyquil. wait. I gotta, I gotta hit this up. Have I can't do Nyquil. Z-Quil? Z-Quil's the greatest shit ever invented. It's the only Girl. reason I sleep. Holy I shit! I swear to God, I'm not even joking. You're unconscious, but you're not sick. That should be their logo. Yes. <laughs> That's what like she uh that that uh Z-Quil, I haven't had, but the Nyquil, I can't do liquid medicines. Like I it's an instant oh. I it's instant like I'm like, let's take bad. a shot. Yeah, I can't. Dude, I could do Nyquil like it's tequila. Dude, yep. You can I give me a quarter size pill. I'll 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 swallow I'll dry swallow that. Fine. You give me a liquid medicine, you best back okay. up because okay, it's coming wait, back. Wait, wait. Meanwhile, this bitch no. over here literally like 
literally like chugged down a green juice the other day as I'm FaceTiming her, gagging, like literally like chugging this green juice. But you can't take NyQuil. What the fuck is yeah. wrong with you? I can't a even little get background. A little background. I have like my, uh, my anxiety. You know how it goes. And you kind of hyper fixate on like an issue, especially mine was I don't know why it was like the end of one day I literally sat back and I was like I didn't have any fucking vegetables I literally didn't have a vegetable day and then in my mind I was like I can't do that I'm gonna cause a lupus rut so I was like I ordered yeah I was like I gotta order green juices my husband meanwhile literally was like you're never gonna fucking drink this what are you doing I was like don't tell me how to live my life so I finally I did that's what she did that literally I'm facetiming and I was like I was like bitch no Bitch, no. But that's the thing. Like, I, I just started this program to, like, lose weight or whatever, and I'm already canceling it because it's just, like... And don't. Like, yes, hey, don't deal with it. Don't. don't. You don't need that. Like, well, you know, like, how did you lose weight in the past? Because I told her that I lost, like, 75 pounds, and for a while I was, like, kickboxing four days a week, and I was, like... Oh, shit. And she's, like, well, how did you do it in the past? I was, like, I was petty. I was, like, I was petty. I had an ex-boyfriend who was just, like, a total douchebag, and I was, like, I'm going to make him sorry that he ever fucked with me. And so I lost a shit ton of weight and then I married a woman, but whatever. Um, it's fine. <laughs> so like, um, but, but I was like in it, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it a hundred times. But now I've lost that. Like I hit 45 and my fucks just like dried up. I was just like, it's fair. I want to be skinny because I hate looking at myself on camera right now. And I'm just like hyper fixated on all of my chins. Um, and I'm like, if I look better, I would do more to promote my career, yada, yada. So that's, that was my mindset when I was like, hi, can I pay you $3,000 to lose weight? And they were like, of course you can. Come on. We're in. here for you. Um, yeah. Come on, girl. Like, you can do it. Um, which I used to be that bitch. Like I said, I used to work for Jenny Craig. I was that girl. So it's only fair. They steal money from me now. Um, <laughs> full circle. <laughs> yeah, full circle. Here we are. Back again. Um. But yeah, like, I just can't care. I'm like, the world is on fucking fire right Thank now. Thank you. Everything sucks. I can't go on TikTok anymore because I've radicalized it so much that now it's just like, we're all going to die. Everything's terrible. Babies, they're coming for your kids. You're going to die. Everything's awful. And I'm like, ah, fuck you, TikTok. I used to love Dude. it here. <laughs> I, my, my for you page on my, because we have one for the podcast and my, my personal but- my personal for a while post uh, the Roe v. Wade shit. Dude, I had Roe to v. Stop. Wade is all over oh, mine. All it over it. All over mine. I was yeah. just spiraling. I was like, I'm mad. Trust me, I'm fucking Add living. I'm ready to Add yeah. story. The, the last three, the last three episodes that we recorded for the podcast, it, it might as well have just been called the Man Hater Podcast because we were so fucking mean. Mm. Anytime a man's name was even mentioned, we were like, fuck that guy. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! We fuck you. Probably which, one of those guys who talks about podcasting. We For literally all that don't know. Oddly, has her own podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, I forgot we talked about that off mic. <laughs> yeah, guys, we like meant to start like right at six, and then like I don't even know, like fifteen twenty minutes, talking. and we were like, oh yeah, wait, we actually have to do an episode here. We gotta. Oops. Um. But yeah, no. So we. I have an podcast. I have a podcast called We're Here for the Occult Stuff, um, but it's really long. So we just call it the Occult Stuff Podcast. Um, But (laughs) it's under my real name, which is Martina McAtee. um, And it's me and my niece, um, Shannon I love that. And uh, we, my family's super funny. In case you haven't noticed, we're very like sarcastic all the time. Fucking Um, love that. So forever we were like, (laughs) we were like, 
you know, we should make a podcast because we just basically, but we go off the rails. And I was like, that's what podcasts are for. Oh, that is literally what our could podcast you, is. Could you maybe podcasts say that again? Yeah. yeah. Podcasts are literally for people who are like, oh my God, we're so funny. And we just sit around in a room and talk to each other and let other people listen to her. So it's like she was in my head when I came up with the idea. <laughs> and and so that's kind of how the podcast is formed. Plus, my niece has two kids. She has like a three-year-old and a, a 16-month-old. Oh, and she's wow. just like, yeah. And she's just like, I need to get the fuck out of the house. She's like, can we do something? Because she's like, I'm home all day with these kids and I love them. But my God, I need an adult. Um, so that's how we kind of decided to create the podcast. But then like 15 episodes in, we moved, both of us, to North Carolina. So like for six months, we were nowhere near each other. Um, because I hadn't moved yet and she was already here and we tried to to podcast separately but it's like the sound was always off mm-hmm. it's always somebody oh it's such a bitch we it's really such a bitch man <laughs> yeah it's it's really hard to get it to get it all right um so now we're back and we've just we recorded four episodes last Sunday uh we're recording another couple episodes this this Sunday um we're kind of trying to stockpile now just in case there's any yeah. other further emergency um but yeah but now um I work um out of a co-working space I have a I have an office like dedicated office outside my house because I have a grandson really fucking close to me so we're totally hanging out dude seriously (laughs) it's like in my backyard when Mads first told me I was like wait hang on and I just like did like the heart of the neighborhood I dropped a pin to my house and I was like it's less than three miles away I can walk there (laughs) if I needed to I could yeah, so like, so I haven't, I have an office outside of the house, but they have a podcasting studio. Oh, so, what? That's cool. Yeah. So, so, and it's literally like, literally like my office, and then the podcasting studio is on the other side. So I'm like, this is perfect. Oh, nice. Um, so now we have an actual studio that we get to record in, like adults. Um, oh, we still jank over. Right? Yeah, we're yeah we're janky here. <laughs> so she has two kids though that are uh, three and un- and then I have a nine month old grandson. Oh gosh, yeah. Is the world's cutest baby, of course, of course, but also a baby, yeah. so, which is why I have an office outside of the house, because if I get given the option of playing with my nine-month-old grandson or writing a book, I'm going to play with my baby. Um, Not so even comparing, been- really, uh, I with my five dogs, you can't see it. I have the door closed. I have a blanket and then two pillows pushed up there because Mads can attest my old man one is usually right here next to me on the bed. And then I have a six month puppy that if he can't see me, all he does is. Yeah. Um, I have seven animals. I have five cats and I have two dogs. Um, I have five ca- I have five dogs and two cats. Oh my God. This is amazing. So see, Mads, it's completely man. normal to have that many animals. Get fucked. Oh, well, here's the best thing. We're renting, right? And so we rent from a corporation that's like, we love your animals. Like, you just have to pay pet rent. No big oh, deal. And I was like, I was like, whatever, because like last time we had to hide our animals at our last place. Oh yeah, and I'm... hiding seven animals. Yeah, that's not easy. So I remember the guy who was leasing uh, for us finally got the paperwork from the corporation, and he looked at the amount of money I pay in pet rent, and he goes, "I, I don't mean to be rude, but how many animals do you have?" <laughs> He's like, "I've never seen anybody paying this much money in rent for their pets." And I was like, seven. And he's like, "Holy shit!" I mean. <laughs> Sorry, what that's like. No, you can say holy shit because that's how I feel. I don't know how it happened either. You're a better person <laughs> than me because I'm telling you right now, I'm pretty sure uh, my husband and I, luckily, three of the dogs came like after we bought our house, thank God. 
But even then, before then, with the two dogs and two cats, I think at most we maybe claimed a dog and a cat at all times when we rented. Like, we had mystery animals. The problem is it just kept, like, it was one of those things where it was always like, oh, hey, we have to come in to fix the, you know, the yeah. AC. And then it was like, where do you fucking hide five cats and two yeah, dogs? Yeah, that's hard. You know what I mean? Especially so cats. Like, because cats yeah. know. It's like they know you're trying to hide them. Yeah, they're like, you're trying to hide me? Are you ashamed? Hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, Mr. Stranger, can I just rub all over you even though nobody likes me? Like, you know. Oh, yeah. That's, like, yep. What the fuck is your problem? Get out of here. You know. Oh, so we God. just were like, fuck it. Like, I can afford it right now. So it's like, let's just yeah. make sure everything's on the up and up because I'm tired of stressing out about it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. But it's still, it's a, it's a struggle figuring out Charlotte because saying you live in Charlotte is like saying you live in Florida. This is like the biggest fucking city I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> And I'm coming from West Palm Beach, where Dude. there's like North Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, South Palm Beach, North Palm Beach. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like it's it's a big area, it, but Charlotte. The neighborhoods are so get anywhere. They're so distinct too. Like each neighborhood is like they're like cliques. Like people will yeah. be like, I'm in Dilworth, and I'm like, Oh, I know where Dilworth is, and it's like, But you don't live there, and I'm like, No, I just I just eat there occasionally. <laughs> wow okay and like i'm from a rural like small small town in ohio so like when i was like i did law school in nashville and i was like okay this is pretty good came to charlotte and like i was just like what the fuck bro yeah like well and that's the thing i didn't know what to expect when i came here because i'm like north carolina is like a purple state yeah so like you know so but you know like my niece she's stuck in the sticks like and i've done the sticks like she she got super excited because she um her husband works with a gay guy and she was like oh thank god okay so we're not we're not good job yeah yeah like okay so she's like invite them over invite him and his husband for dinner she's like we need friends yeah this dude this dude was dropping the n-word before dinner even was served no no like are you kidding me gay racist She's like, are you fucking kidding me? She was like, what? Bro, I would have been like, you can have dinner. And I would have just thrown that fucking plate to his head. Oh, my God. Now I really hope nobody ever hears this podcast because I just realized I probably said far too much. Oh, oh wow. no, you're good. Okay, listen. No. Nobody yeah. I know. I think yeah. nobody yeah. I know. Yeah. No, don't. I, I like, trust my, me. Been... My husband routinely passes the door and is like, what the fuck? Like what every now and then, because like my husband's yeah. like game room is right behind us, uh, and he I'm loud as you probably picked up on. Um, I'll get like random texts while we record, and he's like, and like they'll be like, "What in the actual fuck are you talking about?" And I'm just like, "Do you really want to know?" I like I like live narrate the sex scenes in like the books mm-hmm. that we read, and so like I, literally like anyone walking by like. We, we can't tell any of my family members about the podcast because that would just be weird. Yeah. Uh, well. But <laughs> he's always questioning me. Oh, yeah. Not to mention the fact that my my shelves, I mean, some of those books, I don't think he wants seen, okay. but, like, they're mine. Can I tell you guys a secret? All the time. Oh, yeah. I've never listened to a single one of my own audiobooks. I've never so much as heard even one word uttered. Okay, wait, 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 stop. This is great because I really want to bring up this book anyway. Okay, one, the disciplinary action audiobook is fucking fire. It is fucking fire, okay? I listened to it on a car ride. Like, I listen to it frequently because I'm like, fuck yes, I want this all day long. 
But also, okay, so you've totally hinted before about writing another disciplinary action like book. Is that yes, I have is three that more a books thing? Three yes, more. Oh my god! Oh my god! They are not about Gideon. They are not about Gideon and Cal. That's fine. But they are in the same universe. Um, yes. So it would be about Bastion. Um, oh my god! Yes. And then, um, do you remember the really shitty kid? Yes. He's getting a novella. Fuck um, yes! And, oh my god! Gideon. Mateo. Mateo needs a yeah. fucking. Yeah. So he's. Yeah, so those are the books that I have planned. They're very loosely planned. I have them stored away for whenever, whenever. the psychopath said. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It's like when people are just like, oh my God, another fucking psychopath girl. We, get it. <laughs> we fucking get it. Like, we fucking get it. Okay. Okay, because. Uh, but yeah, like, so I don't listen to my own audiobooks. Well, they're fucking great. Episodes. Like, so, just, I'll just promote them. They're so you- I know. Your next question is how do you, how do I know they're good? How do I know? Like, <laughs> How do I know? Oh no, Mads is pretty uh she is very uh picky with audiobooks. Oh, I'm so damn picky. So like she knows if I promote it, it's good. Yeah. So but- well my I have a business partner, um, my cover designer. Um, she does all of my back end stuff. Um mm-hmm. and she she's the one who talks to Liam for me, even though I don't know that Liam necessarily knows that. Um we talk I talk to Liam too, but like sometimes she's talking It's interchangeable, yeah. Yeah. Um but but yeah, like so I heard his his audio tape, his edition, and I was just like, okay, like damn. Okay, that was my question. Um, I was like, do you even hear the editions? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I heard I heard his audition tape, um, and I was just like, damn, he's got a great voice, right? And she oh was like, yeah. yeah. And then, but then he sent me like fifteen minutes of my own stuff, and I like hit play, and like six words in, I was like, nope. And I was just like, I can't do it. I like my face was bright red. And I was just like, oh my God. And so Molly, my business partner, she she was like, I'll I'll listen, you know, I'll I'll do the proofing for you. And I was like, and which is good because she proofs my she's my editor too. Okay. Um, she's my everything. <laughs> she's my everything. Um, but yeah, so she was proofing the books for me and she's like, I'm sorry. She's like, but you just have to hear this one part. And I'm like, I will not. I will not listen to it. And she's like, but you have to. <laughs> I was like, no. And it's the part where it's about where, like Gideon. It's the very first sex scene where Gideon is basically, yeah, and uh, talking. Oh, mad smut! He's talking <laughs> mad smut to Cal. Talking yeah. mad smut. And when he says, "You can hurt just a little for me, can't you?" Oh and yeah. I was just like, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh god, I never thought I'd hear that actually said out loud. But here's a fun fact: Liam says that his wife calls his like sexy voice his Gideon voice. Oh, I love that! <laughs> oh my god! Well, and I was oh like, my god. I was like, she's a lucky woman. Well, let me tell you, me and Gideon's voice, aka now Liam, in my mind, um, have taken a good old ride several times. Those books are fire. I just love him so much. I love him so much. He's so easy to work with. He nails it every time. Like, you know, Molly's always saying to me, she's like, I don't know how he keeps all of their voices straight for the necessary evil series yeah like, because like i mean i'm sure you've seen like how fast and loose like the conversations oh, are yeah. when they're all in like war room and whatever and i never it never occurred to me like poor poor Liam was gonna have to like dissect yeah. all of that when i like was like hey you want to keep working with me and he was like yeah sure and i'm like ha, 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 you're gonna regret that <laughs> uh, 
but but yeah like so he's so good at keeping it all like separate and, and like and just making it happen though i will say he tried to make the twins southern oh which confused the fuck out of me and i was like did i ever mention that they were, that they were southern huh. and somebody was like oh i thought they were black and i was like well, I mean, they could be if you want. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. Like, however you picture my characters is fine with me. But, like, but, you know, just in that specific instance, like, no. But, so it's always funny to me. And he was like, he's like, listen, I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> you know how hard it is to get these people they all honestly, different voices. You know? I'm, he's like, you know how hard this is? And I was like, I, I feel you. I do. But no. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but no. I'm also like, this is really weird. And this is how my mind works when we're, you're talking about how he's like having to go through the different voices all like together. I'm literally just imagining like a hot, sexy Gollum Smeagol situation. Like when he's recording, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like he's like turning in each one. And he's like got the different like demeanor with the voices. Wow. Now I kind of need a recording of this. Like we need, we need some like live action recording. Well, sometimes he like, he narrates with other people. So like, you know, like I think when he did Kylie uh, Newhold's book, he um, narrated with another person. Oh, okay. Um, and so, like, that kind of made me laugh because when when Nev and I were writing together, I was like, "You realize we're just role playing, right?" Because <laughs> I write, I was like, I write one person exclusively, and she writes the other. And I'm like, you, you realize that's the best type of writing. That's yeah. I was like, you guys are really just role playing with each other right now, right? And I was like, I imagine that that's got to be kind of what Liam feels like when he narrates with other people. Yeah, like, I never really thought about that, but yeah, you are. That's great. Because you're playing off the other person, so it's like... Man, that's cool. great. Yeah, so that's where my mind goes immediately. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I like that. But, but yeah, so I've never listened to my own audiobook. Sorry, Liam, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> it really is. I, I just can't do it. I don't know why. And then... I have this amazing girl, um, Kisenia, who does my TikToks um, and my reels. Um, and so she started screen grabbing audio um, from my PA charity to make like, you know, like little mini trailers using mm-hmm. uh, Liam's actual, you know, voice. And it keeps surprising me. So I'll be like, oh, a new TikTok went up and I'll like click on it. And then I'll be like hearing his like, no, throaty voice. I'm like, no, back trying to immediately like shoot off the audio because I just immediately get all hot and flushed and I'm just like I can't do it today I I will say though that's how you got to know you're writing some good shit you're writing some dirty ass shit right there when you can't even listen to it that's 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 proof that it's great but that's the thing like some people will give my smut rating like a three out of five what What? the fuck where to go no what the fuck are you reading like what? Are wow, you I kind of want to know what they're are comparing. Okay? What the hell is a five? Are they literally just reading transcripts of pornos? Like I don't understand. Maybe they're Even just like, like purely erotica, so the plot throws yeah. them off. Every time I get a three, I'm like, huh. let me make this. <laughs> you know what? You should wow. just take that as a challenge because, frankly, well, like, am I getting boring? Oh my no. god, no, no. No, no. Let me just say, and like, no spoilers here, but I am reading Archer's book. Fuck me! Those last I two mean, chapters blew me out of the damn water. 
I need you guys to know that I need you on Patreon so badly because I already am. I put up every chapter and then I just hold my breath until somebody comments. I'm just oh, like, oh my god, I'll just start commenting every time because <laughs> literally, like, I'm, I'm about to sign no. up. Shannon and I, oh it. my god, we literally talk all the time because we're both members of. Adrian, every time you drop an episode, a chapter, it's like, oh my god, chapter eight, chapter eight, go, go, go. And I and I said to Molly, I was like, I don't know if this is boring. Like I'm like, no, because Archer and Archer and Mac are more mature. They're very you know different. I mean? Like they're, they're different because they're older. I mean, Mac's in his forties. Mac is my age. Yeah. You know, like and Archer is like thirty. I guess at this point he's probably thirty three or thirty four. Um, and so like they have like different. You know, they have like really serious jobs that nobody knows about like you know they have mm-hmm. things going on um but like like is it just boring like am i boring uh, no yeah. that fucking yeah. curveball you threw at us i was like what oh my god I i'm gonna have to i screamed i literally so i've been wanting to join in like the the chapter by chapter i was like i don't know if i can handle that you gotta do it you gotta i am really impatient like i i get so i'm like (gasps) how long till the book comes out and so i'm like could i do it i see that's why i'm like did she when she was like she's dropping chapter by chapter i was like i don't know if i can do that and she's been she's like they just get better and better and i'm like like every time but okay, I've got to ask. Yeah, so, I've got to ask. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Is there any sort of little tidbit you can say about Thaden? Like, I just got to know, like okay. anything. Well, here's the thing. So when I started writing, um, I kind of slow rolled Lunatic a little bit because while I was trying to get into like Archer's head, like Thomas and Aiden were like, hey, <laughs> what about us? And I was just like, dude, I got to do you last because nobody's going to give a fuck about Archer if I saw this one first. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm sorry, but you guys got in the corner until I'm ready um but like it was like they they their story in some ways is so clear to me like mm-hmm. like something happened between them um that when he came back during unhinged right. when he came back mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. that chapter something happened between them I don't know the full extent of it but right. there was a hint of it in that Thomas mm-hmm. mini fic I dropped on Patreon oh believe um, me I know also, it's also I saw it I saw also it yeah yeah, it's also for free in the group. So, like, you could read it if you want to. Um, or if you haven't. But, like, as I'm writing it, like, I'm kind of figuring it out as they're telling mm-hmm. it to me. That sounds like I'm schizophrenic. But, like, that's kind of how it works. And and so, like, when Thomas, like, gave that little kind of, like, glimpse into what happened last time, then I was like, okay, okay, all right. This is all kind of coming together. Like, like I see why why Aiden is so hurt even though it's kind of like a little bit misplaced um but also not because thomas has kind of turned himself into this fucking martyr at this point um and he's got a whole whole backstory that kind of explains like this whole guilt trip thing he's got going on but it's theirs is going to be so emotionally draining because there's so much i love emotional wreckage she really does so much damage between the two of them like Mm -hmm. that that I didn't have to deal with with other stories because I'm not a big fan of like relationship angst like Mm -hmm. it makes me personally really Mm -hmm. like um uncomfortable and and freaked out like so like usually my characters are kind of like insta lust they get together Mm -hmm. they slowly fall in love through the rest of the book but like the sex is bomb and like this is my new theory this is my new theory it's a whole new genre 
QFSR, <laughs> quick fuck, slow romance. It's a whole yes, thing. It's a whole thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's, yes that's, every, that's every book I've ever yeah. read. And it's just, maybe Superior. it's because I fuck on the first date, then hope. For the yes. Same. Yes. <laughs> you can't. How are you supposed to know? I'm sorry. It always happens. Good. It always happens. Plus, who wants to go in blind? I never understood what? that. Like, never. you've just committed no. a bunch of time to someone, and then you go, and it's like, Whoa. No sparks. They can't find the clit. You don't want them. Trash. No, 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 nobody has time for that. Listen, I get myself there every time. If if I've invited you, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. I don't need you. Um, So like, so yeah. So like for me, I like the idea of like, especially with psychopaths because they don't fall in love per se. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Though like, I hate saying that because it's not necessarily true. Psychopathy, psychopathy is like a spectrum they don't really know mm-hmm. a lot about it like they like in that last chapter that i dropped um actually i just dropped a chapter like a oh you did oh you did i've already read it <laughs> okay so like so the information that i was putting in that chapter is actually like information that just actually became available um where they did those mri studies and they were like showing that you know textbook you could like pick out a psychopath's brain just by like looking at a bunch of mris but um, this guy, and it's actually on the Unexplained uh, show on Netflix um, oh, okay. with Will Shatner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they were talking about this study where the guy was like, he didn't have enough uh, research subjects for his MRI study. He was studying just the human brain and like what it looks like. Um, so he used his own family, himself included, um, in a double blind study. So like he, he didn't know who was who, you know. So, um, but he got to this brain scan and he was like, oh my God, this person's a psychopath. He's like, this is a textbook psychopath brain. He's like, I have to like figure out who it is so that I can alert the police that this person is a psychopath. But when he peeled the name off, it was him. Oh my God. Is it weird that I immediately, it was like, that'd be cool if I found out I was a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) But this is what they're finding. And that is that it comes down to sort of nature versus nurture, Mm -hmm. which is like, Mm -hmm. if you, if you are a psychopath, who has limited function in um, that particular part of the brain, like, and you have low function in your prefrontal cortex and the stratum, um, like, that you are, like, let's say, it's almost like having a pre-existing, like, um, mm-hmm. uh, like a genetic marker, almost. Like, you know, okay. like, it, it has to be triggered, but it could be there. Um, and they're finding that, like, if you grow up in a normal household and everybody loves you and everything's fine, you know, that probably because he is a neurologist i will say he probably has some narcissistic tendencies uh because doctors have a little bit of a god complex mm-hmm. most most many doctors many many ceos are, are have psychopathic tendencies and they display psychopathic traits um but they're not murderers you know what i mean yeah like so they grow up in a fairly decent home where they're not tortured or abused mm-hmm. and so they go on to just use those powers to kind of be able to put a wall down and be like no right. like I don't care about your feelings. Like I'm doing something that's good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you've been tortured, tormented, abused, which if you look at serial killers, you see almost always there is a backstory that mm-hmm. like triggered those tendencies. And it like creates sort of an appetite for, you know, predatory behavior. Um, so like he never had that because he was never exposed to that sort of trauma. Right. And, and I think that that's what I'm trying to like get at with the series is that not every person 
who is a psychopath is a murderer. Mm-hmm. And not every person who's a psychopath wants to hunt and kill people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there, it was almost guaranteed that had Thomas not adopted those kids when he did, mm-hmm. that they would have. Right. Because they were already being abused, they were already yeah. in horrible situations, that they would have gone on to be abusers right. in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is something that I would say almost exclusively displayed in like people with like a psychopathic tendency or psycho like psychopathy, because you know, not everybody who's molested as a child goes on to be a molester, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a statistic that shows that yes, like there is some transference? Yes, but like it's not what people think it is. Like, if you watch SVU, it's like every single person right. who's ever yeah. molested goes on to become a molester, which is not the case. Um, so, like, but with a psychopathy like that, if you have those kind of markers or that underlying brain pathology, like, I think it's more likely that you will go on to be a predator. Um, and people have known this for years. Like, if you go back and watch the show Mindhunter, um, if you read mm-hmm. any of those, any of the books based on the people the characters are based on, um, when I was 12 or 13, I wanted to be a criminal profiler. I mainlined books, um, like If There Be Monsters and stuff like that. Oh, My shit. parents were terrified of me. Terrified of me. They thought I was a murderer. Uh, like, I was just constantly wanting more and more information about why people do the things they do and why yeah. they display the traits they do. I was horribly, like, bullied as a kid. So, like, I was always kind of, like, introverted, like, in and on mm-hmm. myself and, like, like, okay, well, if I'm being completely abused every single day in school and I'm being treated like garbage and, and people just, like, want to tear me down, like, why? Why do they act like that? Why do they yeah. do that? So even at, like, 12 and 13, I was like, why do people act the way they act? So I would go to the library and I would, like, take out seven, eight books on psychology at a time, um, but mostly criminal profiling, criminal behavior, true crime stories, and my parents were like, what was the librarian's reaction? Like, just little 12-year-old you just climbing up to the desk like, I would like these, please. <laughs> oh, she, I'm sure she kind of gave my dad the side eye. But the best thing about my parents is they never once said no. Like, That's awesome. I was mainlining bodice rippers at, like, 10 years old. Okay. Like, old school historical. Like, because on a trip to Boston, my sister and I were taking a trip to Boston in a bus from oh. Florida. Oh, God. Yeah. And all she had was a trash bag full of Harlequin romance novels. Yes! And so when I was in my, like, 10-year-old whiny phase, like, I'm bored, I'm bored, she just handed me a Harlequin romance novel. Oh! That shit was crack. That shit Uh was crack. I was like, like, boobs! I was like, oh my god! And I I remember being like, oh, this feels weird. (laughs) At first, like, like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but by the time we got to my grandmother's house, I realized that my grandmother also read romance novels. So in addition to the trash bag full of like those romance novels, then I had access to Kathleen Woodowitz and Johanna Lindsay. Johanna like eating these fucking bodice rippers and they just got dirtier and dirtier. And and then strangely I pivoted and went into like a weird Stephen King phase. Oh. Like, where I was just reading, like, nothing but thrillers and horror. Um, and then, of course, like, the YA thing kicked off in the 90s. And then I was, like, mainlining Christopher Pike and R.L. Stein and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And my parents were like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. We're back. Shit that's appropriate. But in the meantime, I'm stealing my sister's Anne Rice Sleeping Beauty oh, yeah! book. And I'm, like, reading it with a flashlight at night. Um, so, like, so, yeah, I had, like, quite an education when it came to, like, 
romance and murder. Yeah. Like that's those were like in my formative years, those are what I was reading together. Okay, that and makes me want to ask. Like, yeah. what are you reading now? Yeah, what are you currently reading? Um, I don't have time to read now. <laughs> I can't remember the last Tragic. time I actually read a book. Um, that's not true. The last book I read was um, Ashlyn Druick's uh, Malian Discordier. Uh, nice. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and it was nice because I wrote YA Paranormal under my mm-hmm. real name, Martina Maxi. Um, and I was obsessed with paranormal, all things paranormal, mm-hmm. Teen Wolf, Vampire Diaries, all oh, that stuff. TVD. Yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of like all of that kind of got transferred into my stories um, there, and then I abruptly left my 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 YA stories unfinished because I kind of took off in male male romance, which is why I have abandoned all of my social media under my real name. <laughs> so I'm too embarrassed to go back. You're just ghosting. And you're like, no. It's true. Like, I'm a USA Today bestselling author under my real name. Like, I I had my books in the Teen Choice Awards and the Grammy swag bags. Like, oh my, God, I, like my series took off. But the problem was, is I'm writing 150, 253,000 word books. Yeah. And people in YA want to read a book a week and throw it away and they're like yeah you need to put out a book every month and I'm like I can't that's yeah, a lot. I can't. yeah that's a lot especially mine because like my books were such world building and like mm-hmm. so detailed and in depth but it's where I started writing like gay romance because I have a gay couple I have a bisexual couple I have like a you know I have two I, I have love that humorous. in YA mm-hmm. um, yes well and that's the thing I remember um when I wrote the first book I was obsessed um I had never actually watched Teen Wolf until somebody told me that my gay Teen couple Teen fucking them. Wolf! Yes! <laughs> this inner circle with And they were us. like, they were like, oh, well, you know, uh, Kai and, and uh, Reese are totally Derek and Styles in Teen Wolf. And I was like, I was like, there's a gay couple in Teen Wolf? So I was like, really? And that's how I got into it. And I was like, they're not fucking gay. What the fuck kind of queer baiting bullshit is this? Yeah. They never got them together. I was like, Styles is textbook bisexual. Textbook. Like, how fucking dare you? I'm so mad that I got into it. And I went deep into the Steric fandom. Like, deep. Um, My little bisexual but, heart is so happy. Right? <laughs> well, I'm also bisexual. Um, so, like, I, it's like we never see enough representation. But whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, like, I... I had a gay couple in the book um, and it was like very unrequited at first, but um, the main character falls for this, um, this guy. And there's like this whole long story behind their, their connection or whatever, but he has an ex-boyfriend. So mm-hmm. his ex-boyfriend is a pansexual chaos demon. Um, God, who, demons fucking do it for me, man. Yeah. Yep. Um, if I put sex in these books, I could probably rebrand them as an only James thing. But right now they're very like YA. Um, because I really worked really hard on them and I had a huge following. It just, it just became too much trying to do mail yeah. mail, which I was actually making money at and YA, which everybody raved about, but nobody fucking bought. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't keep up with demand and it just became too much, but yeah, it kind of breaks my heart because I just loved having that kind of representation. You know, I have a polyamorous couple in my, in my YA books and people were like, you know but, but my daughter is quality you know my daughter has a wife and a boyfriend like and they all live with me um and and they do they're they're great you know they're three of them are amazing parents um but that's kind of like why i'm like the world is on fire right now because i'm like people are targeting us people are targeting mm-hmm. you know yeah. i have an ex-husband but i also have an ex-wife like that's on record yeah like that's on record 
Yeah. I am a recorded bisexual. <laughs> recorded bisexual. <laughs> it is recorded. People fucking know. I am recorded. <laughs> so what it's written, you know? Like, I mean, it's just like, like, so like, yeah, like this shit that's happening like right now is very disconcerting. But in the meantime, yeah. I'm just like, la la la, let me just keep writing my book. Love. And just hope, hope the world isn't on fire when I like look up again, you know? But, yeah. But yeah, so like when I finish the series, I'm a little nervous that, <laughs> that everybody's gonna be like, okay, thanks, bye. No, <laughs> no, you totally already have this spinoff series. Aren't you doing that one next? Yes. I have two spinoff series that I'll be doing next. I'm gonna split them between Jericho's Boys and The Watch. <gasps> so I'm I am gonna, so like, excited stagger. for Jericho's Boys. I can't even explain. I didn't know that was in Ah Blake, yeah. where have so, the fuck have you been? You know what? Busy. I had COVID. It was a very dark period. Yeah. I almost like it was bad. Don't come at me. It was a very dark time in her life. Um, but yeah, so like I feel like it'll be a little bit of a reprieve because I think the watch is going to be a little bit darker. Um, it's definitely going to be more chaotic. Like I'm sure just if you've read like the characters I've already introduced, oh, I have. like Boone and Peyton, like Boone is very like stoic down to earth, like very all business. But Peyton is just the living, breathing embodiment of a chaotic bisexual. He is absolutely just super dramatic. Like, he makes Felix look like a lightweight. He is. Oh, damn. I love But Felix. he's also Felix is a vibe. Felix oh, and Avi are my dreams. I, okay, oh my I've got to ask, though. Blake thought of this question, so I'm totally not stealing it. Do you have a favorite couple? Out of, like, all of my books? Or... It could be by series. I was just curious yeah, if you had like a bit. favorite, one that really stuck with you. Wyatt and Link will always probably be my overall favorite couple because Link was literally like my wish fulfillment character. I wrote Intoxicating. One, just trying to fucking exercise my own demons. But two, like I was in the BDSM world forever. Like I'm totally into daddy kinks. Like that's just been something I've lived in for a while. Um, so like that was just so much fun because when people write daddy kink a lot of times there's like little play and stuff like that which i'm not kink shaming like everybody i'm not yucking somebody's yum at all it's just not my experience right with mm-hmm. daddy kink. um so i have a little bit more of i hate to say it but an adult version of daddy kink in that it's very much a power exchange mm-hmm. but not not an age play power exchange like outside of the bedroom you're both equal you know what I mean like outside the bedroom you're not gonna fucking tell me what to do you're not gonna tell me what to do with my fucking money you know like if you want to give me a look across the room like "Mm," like later "Mm," like that's fun yeah we're good we're on board with that yeah yeah rat tamers love them you know like that's like yeah but like don't don't think it's going to be like a 24 7 like sexual slavery kind of thing which some people live in 24 7 and that's them that's that's their jam but like that's it's just I don't write the stuff that I'm not into. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know that Honestly, I, I think that's part of why the smut and the connection, the love stories are so damn fucking good is because you're writing genuinely, you know? And like, also, I just want to circle back. Whoever's giving you fucking threes for smut, I'm finding you people, man. That's ridiculous. I don't know what's wrong with you. Come on. Uh, well, that's like god damn what do i have to do set somebody on fire like what well let me just tell you Matt, madman madman 
set the fucking world on fire. Holy shit. I was like, oh my God, there's more. This is the greatest shit. I was like recording Snapchats. I was like, guys, you don't even know. You don't even fucking know. I I didn't know if anybody was going to give a shit about Madman after after Asa and the Primal Kink thing because I love oh the Primal Kink the Primal Kink Primal Kink is definitely it's uh, in mm. I love it I love that like your mind oh kind yeah of like, mm-hmm. but, but not in a disrespectful way and right. this is why people are like yes. I wish you'd write non con I wish you would write dub con I wish you would like go super dark like you know Nyla K or K Webster and and stuff like that and I'm like it's just it's not, it's the reason I don't read male, female anymore, to be honest, Dude. is because the, the boundary has just, is on the, 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 the bar is on the floor after a certain series came out between a billionaire and a virgin. Um, oh my not, God. Shall not be named. I uh, cannot stand. <laughs> People well, talk about that all the time. As Dude. somebody who's in the kink community and somebody who's an RN, I would say you could take that book series and take my do- domestic violence check sh- checklist and you'd see why I hate it so much but yeah. it it really just ruined everything for me because everybody wanted to emulate those books yep and mm-hmm. by doing that they created this whole alcohol genre which again if that is your thing fine fine great excellent but there is already such a huge power imbalance in the world today by just having a vagina like oh, yeah. just exist as a woman you know it's it or even even not having a vagina but being a woman in this world Mm -hmm. is just so fucking unequal at Mm -hmm. this point that when a guy tries to like barge his way into your life and is like no you're not doing that or yes you're doing that like i never see consensual like rules like i don't know if you've Mm -hmm. ever met somebody who's a dom in real life but they are the most feminist people you'll ever meet in your life like yeah. they're so all about boundaries and consent and outside of the bedroom this man will be like baby you got this fucking kick their ass like you go girl like they're not gonna be like oh that's my woman <laughs> you know like, yeah like, and, and unfortunately that's just like oh no you're not gonna do this you're not gonna do that like i say so kind of thing and that gets on my fucking nerves every time yeah. every time mm-hmm. I do, I do a bunch of like boudoir photography and like, I bit, yeah, I know. And then I, I like really try and like reach out to like the LGBTQ community because I'm like, man, people just need respect and they need to be seen that they're beautiful. And like, I love that. But, um, I've met several doms and they are, they're great. Yeah. And they're always like with their partner, like pumping them up. Like, yeah, that's where we need to be. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's why. Like, and I know a lot of people are like, well, kind of bullshit that, you know, you went to male, male, cause you don't want to read male, female, but you know, that's not necessarily the truth either. Like I, I kind of read one. I liked the idea of doing, you know, of just taking myself out of the story because when you write male, mm-hmm. female, you know, you're always kind of replacing yourself, right. you know, or yeah. identifying with the female character, which I think makes it harder you know, and it makes kind of every book seem almost like wish fulfillment. Right. <laughs> like yeah. every book is kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like this is me if I was a farmer. This is me <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, so I kind of like, I just wanted to step away from, from like centering myself in any story. And I like male, male romance because I don't have to 
put myself as any one character mm-hmm. when I'm reading it or when I'm writing it. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I can I can appreciate their story as what it is, which is like a romance that's you know smutty, but it's sweet and it's you know everything that I want to to experience, but not have to be like having the anxiety of it being me, right? You know, in in my head. Um, so like, but people are like, you know, oh well you know, it's all about the gay sex or whatever. And it's so not, it's so not, I can watch gay porn. I do. I watch gay porn. That's about the sex, mm-hmm. but it's also about research. God, we have <laughs> a porn chat. You um, really should get in it. <laughs> we have a fucking porn chat, man. It's great. Um, but like, I love the romance of it. Like mm-hmm. I watch male, female movies with like romance and stuff. Like I watch a ton of shows that are, you know, I, I ship a ton of like male, female, like yeah. characters stuff together but it's so nice to see so much more representation mm-hmm. um even though i'm not really seeing it necessarily with the bisexuals somehow we still seem to just keep getting yeah i, I, I really have a lot of questions for that with hollywood especially i'm like well hollywood is is notorious for saying yes we love the gays when it comes to like putting them in movies and being like look at us we're so progressive while also simultaneously putting shit in people's pr contracts like no you can't come out of the closet until we're ready for you to be mm-hmm. out of the closet if yeah. ever you know meanwhile you know you've got these like you know actors who are practically suicidal yeah. from you know having to hide who they are mm-hmm. meanwhile like hollywood's like no we're pro lgbtq it's all bullshit yeah um, that's another podcast but yeah like you know so but like I don't even remember my train of thought, but yeah, like I don't need, I don't need male, male for like for just the sex because sex you can find anywhere for free. Um, but True. like, I like, I like the sex when it means something, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's why I love Kim Portia so much. Are you guys watching Kim Portia? Mm-hmm. Are you watching that? Kim Portia? What are we watching? Why are you not watching? Okay. So I don't really watch BL, um, you know, like Thai or Korean boy loves uh, like, um, they're like gay dramas on, uh-huh. you know, yeah. Of like so, but Kim Portia kind of like just burst through the fucking U.S. doors. You know, they were just like, "Hi, we're here to play," um, and it's a show about this son of a mafia boss who falls for his mafia. Boss. I'm in. I'm in. I'm fucking done. in. That's all I needed. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's like uh, it takes place in Thailand, and the the story is so good because the chemistry between the characters is fucking palpable and it is very dirty like they do not did you write this down like i am okay great it's called enforcer you can find it everywhere it is blowing up here but there's three gay couples on this show three and nobody fucking apologizes for it nobody fucking says it's weird nobody says anything like uh this mafia boss has two gay sons like what like Nobody fucking cares. Not even the mafia boss. Like, and it's so refreshing to just see people be allowed to be who they fucking are and that not be the basis of the story. And I fucking fell for it because it's an action story. There's tons of battles and shooting and, and oh, like, I like there's so much chaos. And violence, you know, yeah. Yeah, there's so much chaos. And you can, I'm telling you, you will fall down a fandom rabbit hole because like I said, there's three couples. They, um, the one main couple is Kim. Who is the son of the mafia boss and Portia? You know what? I'm just gonna uh, is the bodyguard. Look tits up real quick. <laughs> yeah, um, but also the youngest brother, whose name is Kim, um, he's not really close to the family, so he lives away from them. But he starts a relationship of sorts with uh, with 
Porsche's little brother, Porsche, mm-hmm. um, who's uh, he's 18 in the in the series, um, and he I think Kim's 22. Holy um, shit, Blake! All sweet. we needed was this. Yeah, yeah. it's very sweet. Um, it's very cute. It's also very brutal. Um, oh. But then the third couple is Vegas and Pete, and Vegas is absolutely i have totally seen scenes of this on pornhub holy shit i have watched some of this um vegas is a sadistic dom and pete is another bodyguard and he is definitely not into it at first like it is a very it's not non-con because they don't have sex without consent, but like it definitely rides the line and it is so fucking good. And it makes me want to go to a very dark place. It is so fucking good. Ooh, I'm adding that to my watch list. You have to. Uh, actually, the last episode of season one comes out on Saturday. So you can go on the app and you can binge the entire fucking series. Yes. Yes. I All love a binge. Episodes. That is my jam. Oh, it is so good. The chemistry between these actors. They literally had them um, workshopping a year and a half before they started filming. Wow. And these guys are so handy and so touchy-feely with each other off screen. Like, Are any I'm of them barely, dating in real life? I would I would. Squeal. I would almost guarantee you that at least Vegas and Pete are together. The, the one who plays Vegas is four years younger than the one who plays Pete, but he's super daddy. He's super daddy. Oh. Like, he's always, he's always, like, if somebody even touches him, during any interviews or whatever it is laser eyes like i will fucking end you oh that's like, what it i is like so hot. yeah if you go on to like youtube behind the scenes the amount of like there's this really cute um it's like a i guess it's like a tiktok or something but uh their names in real life vegas and pete vegas's real name is bible and pete's real name is build so their relationship their bible build is their ship name um if you ship the real characters um but uh, I saw the greatest thing on Twitter. It says, your mom names you Bible, and 25 years later, you're eating ass on national television. Oh, my uh, God. I love that. <laughs> I'm crying. crying. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Good call. But Bible, in real life, he, he, none of them have come out as being gay that I know of. But Bible pole dances for fun, and he's really fucking good at it. He has thigh tattoos. Oh, holy you shit. Me a this thigh is going to become my man. Oh, my God. This is going to become my persona. Especially when they wear the shorts and you just see it peak. And then, oh. This is where I'm at right now. I'm so obsessed with this show. It's embarrassing. I try to tell my kids about it. And they're just like, how fucking old are you right now? <laughs> like, what is your problem? But this is a really cute TikTok where Bill, who's the, the kind of stubby younger one or older one, is like, sees a picture of what looks like Bible um, having somebody sit in his lap. And he's like, did he sit did, did he sit in your lap? And he's like, no, it's just the angle of the, the camera. And he's like, it looks like he's sitting in your lap. And he's like, but, but he's not. And the guy who was sitting in his lap is sitting next to them. And he's like, I, you weren't sitting in my lap. And the guy's like, I don't, I don't fucking remember. Like, he was just like, yeah. <laughs> Why are you dragging me into this? And he goes, and he goes, well, no, it's fine. He looks like he's sitting in your lap. And he's like, do you want me to sit in your lap? And he's like, yeah, actually. <laughs> and he like, sits in his lap. I'm just like, oh, my God. They are so goddamn cute. I'm so, so fucking cute. This. Oh, my God. I'm dying from the cuteness. It's so much. It's so much. Well, so I'm much. definitely going to be watching this. Like, yeah, 100%. that's going on my, this is on my the weekend list. plans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I have it written down. 
I need you to watch it just so somebody will spiral. <laughs> oh, we will. Because this oh, is yeah. my happy place now. I watched, uh, I woke up at 2.30. Um, I don't know if you've ever had that, like, where you wake up at 2.30 to go to the bathroom and your brain's like, hey, do you remember that time when you were, like, a really shitty mom for, like, five years when your kids were little? Let's talk about it now. Even yeah. though oh, yeah. Grown and I was just like, oh, fuck. And I couldn't go back to sleep. And my brain was like, we're not done yet. So I, like, grabbed my phone and I just went on TikTok and there's an entire Kim Portia Bible build. Like, oh, and the two main characters are Mila and Apo. Um, and they have their own ship too, in addition to Kim Portia, um, because they are very handsy with each other. They are always cuddling, they're always holding hands off set, like kissing each other's shoulders. Like they're, I know. I'm already if you ready. guys aren't in a yeah, relationship, dude. then they are the most sexually confident people I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like they're, and, and they don't care. They don't care. And I'm sure that's part of the, the appeal. Like I'm sure they're just like, no, they're eating this fucking shit up with a spoon. The only two that like people freak out if you ship them together in real life is the one who plays the little brother um, who's 22 in the show and the 18 year old because in real life the 18 year old is actually only 17 oh, and the oh. one who plays the 22 year old is 27. Oh, um, okay. But it's hard not to ship them only because the seven the 27 year old is so so protective oh. of the little one. Like he covers his eyes during sex scenes like he he is so and in the show they're so respectful about how his age that during like a big kiss scene he kisses his cheek oh he kisses his cheek. and i was like oh my god i'm such a simp for so this like, like oh my soon, god right? <laughs> yeah and that's the thing i was like this is so wrong if this was a 17 year old girl and a 27 year old man i would be fucking furious if people were shipping mm-hmm. them together. And I don't necessarily ship them together, but I also know that in fucking like in five years, maybe, like maybe that age gap won't mean anything. But it's also hard because the guy who plays the twenty two year old in the show is twenty seven in real life, but he looks fifteen. Like yeah. he looks fifteen. Like but it's just so cute to watch him be so protective of him. And there's this really hot scene um that they show the cast. Yeah. Like after it's done filming, like they're all sitting in a room and like the scene pops up and they forgot to cover the baby's eyes. And this child is traumatized. Like, like he has this look where he just kind of like, you can just see on his face. It's like his little brain is like processing. Like you can just see the little thing, the little emblem, like the emblem yeah. going round and round. And then all of a sudden he realizes what he's looking at, which is two dudes fucking in a pool. And all of a sudden, it's just like, ding. Like, he's just like, like, he's just like looking for help. Like, he's just looking for help. Like, like I thought somebody was going to hide my eyes. I thought somebody was going to help me. That's fucking oh great. God. That's so definitely, cute. that is going on my, my watch list. Yeah, you guys oh have to watch it. You guys have to fall in love with them all behind the scenes, too, so you can fall down this rabbit hole with me. Oh, we I'm, will. Oh, yeah. Oh, We're yeah. already it's prepared. I already, I already have it, like, up and ready to roll. Yeah, it's been hours. I'm like, well, I write my books when I can just watch these people fall in love. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, it's, so good. it's so good. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. Well, we just want to thank you so much for coming on this with us. 
This is uh, fucking I, fantastic. I, I oh sit, my god. I will sit here and fuck around with you guys any day. That's Literally fine. all the time. This is all we do. We just fuck Literally. around and we talk about books and smut. This is my life. Like yeah. <laughs> this is what I do. Um literally, so thank you so much. Um for those of you listening, one, if you haven't read all no. on Lee James books, I don't know what you're doing. <clears throat> Blake. Um I know I'm working on it. <laughs> Um, definitely read because frankly, you know, by the time you catch up, Thaden will be here and I need it. <laughs> so I'm so excited. It's so funny. I told my, I'm, I'm having all the books translated into different languages, starting with German. And I hired my translator and she was like, okay, well, how many books do you want to do? And I was like, all of them. And I was like realizing that by the time she gets to what's already printed, there will be like another 20 to do. I was like, I should just hire her full time. Just be like, yeah. clear your calendar. Like, clear your calendar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, definitely read everything. Also, the podcast, The Occult. I mean, totally got to listen to that. Um, oh, yeah. It's such a fun ride, to be honest. I have definitely listened. Um, and follow on Instagram, follow on TikTok for all the dirty, delicious quotes. I mean, frankly, they're just great. Oh, just fantastic. They're just so great. But don't send them to her because she can't hear the quotes, guys. Remember this. Yeah, she doesn't want to hear the quotes. <laughs> I don't want to hear your dramatic interpretation either. <laughs> oh, my God. But I would have such a good one. I would have such a good dramatic interpretation. Frankly, I think we should just make that an episode. I'm just going to just dramatic, like, dramatic read on Lee James books. Like, I have a few. I was going to say, I have a few from the Necessary Evil books, one through five, that I would very much appreciate you doing that for I you. will do that. I will do that okay. for you. But also okay. disciplinary action because that is my number. Oh. My yeah, that was an inspired one. I might have to get the I don't know book. what the hell inspired you, but, like, let's get more of that. <laughs> I'm there for it. I'm fucking there for it. I honestly don't know what inspired me either, but I remember writing it and just being like, oh, this is either going to go over really well or really badly. (laughs) Oh my God, it's great. Oh, shit. Um, So I know you have to ask. (laughs) Oh, no, you're fine. (laughs) No, I was just going to remind listeners. uh, So this is dropping on um, Sunday. We don't have our bi-weekly crown of midnight uh, this coming week, uh, but We'll be back the following week, obviously. Um, so you guys are listening, hopefully on a Sunday. I don't know. You might listen early in the week or whenever. Listen whenever, whatever. Um, but you know, yeah, whenever, just whenever, whenever. Well, like, those hits. Some Onley James. But like, really though, do it, okay? <laughs> and then reach out to Onley and reach out to us and talk about it because we will forever want to talk about her books, okay? Yeah, Seems I'd like love to talk about myself. Obviously, oh, I love it. Love that vibe. Have it. <laughs> My Lisa um, Lit account so, is just casually dedicated to Only James. I mean, honestly, real talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with that, guys, we hope you have a great uh week, rest of your week, whatever, whenever you listen to it. Um, and as always, XOXO, the cadre. Bye. Bye.